You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Hi and welcome to the eighth in a series of mini edition podcasts looking at the King's Place Festival 2011. This runs from Thursday the 8th to Sunday the 11th of September. This is the fourth King's Place Festival and the unique formula of 100 concerts in just four days gives you a series of exciting speed dates with King's Place's yearly programme. So at the festival, poet, journalist, lecturer, broadcaster and jazz clarinetist John Mole will be reading from his collection The Point of Loss. We caught up with him on the phone to ask how he first got the role of poet in the city. After a, a fairly longish career in teaching back in 1998, that was the year in which the Poetry Society organised some poetry placements in various places. There was poet in a zoo, a poet in the Barsley Football Club and so on. And I was approached, because I write for both adults and children, I was approached by uh, the Poetry Society on behalf of someone in the city who worked for a, a firm who wanted to bring a poet into the, the city to help build bridges between firms and inner city schools. And so I was asked if I would take this on for a year. Then after a year, the Poetry Society uh, stopped the placements. It was only, a, only for a year anyway. But the organisers of Poet in the City felt that it had gone rather well and wanted to continue it, and it's really actually grown from there. And uh, now um, I've been <laughs> resident of Poet in the City now for... Uh, going on 10, 11 years and enjoy it very much. And with this job or role, do do you get a very direct reaction to poetry? I mean, one of the great things, I've always felt it's very important that the poetry should, you know, not be a... uh, I mean, when you think, you know, at births and weddings and funerals, people reach for poetry. And um, one of the great things about the Poet in the City drop-ins is is that people from all ages, every walk of life, all ethnicities, seem to turn up and... um, it's uh, in a poetry community, which to me is a very important thing. And do you think there's a misunderstanding that writing poetry is, is a very hard thing to do? Um, yes, I, I suppose that there is. And of course, up to a point, <laughs> um, I think Yeats had that wonderful expression, the fascination of what's difficult. I mean, po- poetry, I mean, it is a craft. I think also, and this is inevitable, I don't know why, but I think it's always been the case, is that an awful lot of people get put off poetry at school because they've been expected to analyse it and not encouraged to write it, although that, I think, is is, um, changing quite a lot. So, yes, I guess, you know, people do find it um, difficult, intimidating, but it's surprising. I mean, I've just come back from a a, a writing course, which I take every year um, in Cambridge, and we had all sorts of people on it, including a, a company director who had done nothing recently but write reports and make presentations. And she had a very good ear for dialogue and said she wanted to start writing um, scripts and possibly short stories. And in three days, given the time and given the encouragement, uh, she really sort of got cracking. And, and I think you know, once the, the fear that you can't do it is overcome and you have a sort of element of or a certain amount of constructive um, help, then I think, you know, the sky's the limit. Off they go. Do you think there's a difference between writing for children and, and adults? That's a very interesting and sort of complicated question. I mean, I, I've always felt in writing for children, you, you write up to children, not down to children. And I think it was um, Auden who once said when he was writing an introduction to a book of poems by Walter de la Mer, who, of course, famously wrote for both, 
that although there are poems um, for adults which you know children can't understand because they presuppose adult experience, there is no good poem that is only for children. I, I go along with that, and and I think you know when I'm writing for children, I'm very often sort of tapping into primal experiences of, of fear and love and betrayal, sort of all felt as children do acutely for the first time, uh, without sort of adult sort of boxes of um, framework and analysis. But very often, if I'm writing a poem, it's not until it's written that I, I really know who it's for. And it's still, you know, probably just for the reader over my shoulder, whatever age that, that person happens to be. The book you'll be reading from, Point of Loss, uh, how, how did this come together? Uh, books sort of assemble themselves, really. I, I published my last collection, I think, back in 2004, which has been or 2005, a little, little, little while ago. And poems accrue, and they sort of begin to um, converse with each other. Uh, gradually, a sort of a book emerges. The, the title, The Point of Loss, is, is from one of the poems about, uh, I suppose, growing older and, and losing friends and anticipating the loss of, of friends and, and um, so on. So, although there's not exactly an elegiac quality to the book, I suppose some of the poems address that, uh, that theme. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's got... Um, um, a number of poems about uh, uh, about museums because I'm a jazz musician myself, and um, uh, in, in films. There's one poem which I shall be reading at King's Place, largely because the the, the subject of the evening, I think, or afternoon, is grace under pressure. And I was thinking, you know, how on earth do, does my work necessarily come to that? Because that, I think, was a remark made by Ernest Hemingway. Um, his definition of, of courage and guts was, was grace under pressure. I think he, he coined that phrase, the first person to use it. But uh, I have a poem about one of my great uh, heroes or heroines, who is um, Billie Holiday, wonderful, wonderful singer. And when one considers that um, the difficulties of her life, of bad relationships, drugs, racial discrimination, my God, you know, she, she had a life under pressure. But the, the grace and, and beauty of her singing, I think, is, is something else. So um, in trying to fit to the theme <laughs> of the afternoon, that will certainly be one of the poems that I shall read. And do you enjoy performing in an environment like King's Place, where poetry sits alongside all these other different you know, art forms, you know, such as music? Very much, very much. And I, I see overlaps as well, you know, that, that, that uh, people often say, you know, do you see a connection between your work in, in jazz and playing jazz and um, work as a poet? And, and I, sort of, I reach for what poets say and what jazz musicians have said. I mean, I think it was um, Ian Forster, who there's a famous remark he made about writing, you know, how do I know what I think until I see what I say? And as far as jazz is concerned, it's um, if we substitute uh, play for say, um, it's very much the same thing. You know, one of the excitements of, of working with other jazz musicians is is, is the conversation um, that one sets up between and the challenges that someone else's riff or solo uh, presents to you and, and you have to answer it or develop it and, and uh, you didn't know when you started what the hell was going to happen. And when you sit down to write, very often I think you don't know what the hell's going to happen. And, and so there's an element of risk and excitement and surprise in, in both jazz and poetry, I suppose. So... Yes, I mean, a straight answer to your question is um, uh, the other arts, particularly music, and particularly jazz music, um, I, I'm always happy to, to be involved with. I mean, one of the really interesting things, I suppose, is, is you know, you can give a reading, and this has happened before now, where people um, 
laugh out loud because you've nervously chosen one or two poems which are humorous and therefore, you know, you, you want to make a connection with the audience. Um, and you can feel that you've done okay. And a kind of people might come up after and say, yeah, I enjoyed that, that's great, but, you know, would have liked to hear um, perhaps something different or something else. Equally, you can read and feel really nervous in front of a completely stony-faced audience and mistake stony faces, which are in fact the faces of concentration. Um, so yes, I do um, like to, to read my work in, in very much in the presence of others, and if that means an audience, um, then that's absolutely fine. Um, but I think reading an audience for a writer is, is quite a, a tricky business. So I think the best thing to do is, is to read what you've written which you've written in the privacy of your own studio or home, whatever it is, and um, hope that they come to it. You've been listening to the King's Place podcast. The King's Place Festival runs from Thursday the 8th to Sunday the 11th of September. 100 concerts in just four days, a showcase of jazz and blues, folk, classical, spoken word, comedy and experimental music. Tickets are available from just £4.50 per concert with click and mix discounts available online and through the telephone box office on multiple ticket purchases. For more information and to book your festival tickets, please visit kingsplace.co.uk forward slash festival. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast kingsplace.co.uk